Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Those the words of Lou Riddick on Monday Night Football, a bevy of opinions on what's wrong with the Eagles. We could probably do four hours on that alone if we had to. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by hey, Progressive Insurance. Hey! Sun coming up, barely here in New York City. It's still dark, and it's a dark morning in Philadelphia, and it might be even when the sun comes up in the city of brotherly love. That's the deal on Monday Night Football. We'll get into it in just one second, but from Monday Night Football to a really special Tuesday. Today, simply put, is Giving Tuesday. It's a global day of giving, and in this complex world in which we're living, um, a global day of giving is pretty darn simple, and I think we're all looking for ways to simplify our lives just to smile at somebody. I was walking to work today and I was in the elevator in my apartment building and I couldn't tell if the person was smiling at me because they were wearing a mask. Like that's where we are in 2020. It's the first day of ESPN's V Week. If you're too young for V, that's Valvano. Jim Valvano, one of the most inspirational figures in modern sports history in the college basketball world, certainly diagnosed with cancer in 1993, died at the age of 47, but he has left his legacy after he has left us on earth and it has been a tremendous wave of emotion, more than a quarter billion dollars, fellas, a quarter billion dollars in research grants that everything the V Foundation has been able to do to try to eradicate something that every single person listening to us this morning, I don't care who you are, I haven't met most of you indirectly or directly affected by cancer. So we're going to get into it all throughout the morning. You can donate at V.org slash donate. That's V for Valvano.org slash donate. And most importantly, 100% of everything you give Five bucks, I get it. Some people are waiting miles in line to get food. Some people are waiting miles in line to get tested. But if you have $5 or 20 bucks or 500 bucks, whatever you can afford, every single cent goes right to cancer research, which is pretty rare. Lots of charities are doing incredible work, but there's always overhead and salary and marketing and rent and this and that. Every last drop and cent you give goes to cancer research. Couldn't be more proud to be associated with this and working here. So we're going to talk about it throughout the course of the morning and what you can do to donate and do your part, no matter how much or how little you give. It's a lot about your time. It's a lot about your money. It's a lot about everything. So we'll get into that throughout the course of the morning. It's an amazing opportunity for you to get involved. And people are always asking, what can I do? What can I do to help people right about now? You can do plenty by donating, v.org slash donate. Fellas, last night, it was Mr. Unlimited against... Mr. Limited. (laughs) I'm just going to say it, okay? (laughs) I speak the truth. Yes, Sometimes it's harsh, but I speak the truth. All right, fellas, let's just get right into it. The Seahawks win. They're back in first place in the NFC West. The Eagles have tumbled out of first place in the NFC East. Not too surprising. Jaislyn Hurts got on the field for a couple snaps, one pass, one handoff. But key, Jay's been saying this for a while, is it about time to hand it off at any point now to Jalen Hurts? No. Huh. Still no. no. Still no. <laughs> you, 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 even though Carson Wentz didn't play great last night, and and I understand where Jay's coming from, but I also live in the real world of what these professional owners and general managers and presidents of teams and head coaches have to go through and think about. Um, sprinkling Jalen Hurts in last night, whatever, two plays, whatever it was that he had, that, that was always going to be the plan, even though he was taking snaps reportedly with the first team. He's probably taking snaps with the first team all year long. But because Carson Wentz has played so bad, it became sensationalized to a whole nother level. And when you look at it, if, he's, if you start Jalen Hurts to start, not necessarily starting, but if he was playing a significant amount of snaps last night, 
and started to cook. Now you you got a huge quarterback controversy with a guy on your books for fifty million dollars in Carson Wentz that you got to make a decision on. So you're you know, saying if a guy comes in and plays better than the guy that's putrid, that creates another problem. That creates a huge problem because of the economics. It, it, these things are always driven by the money. Now you ask me if Jay says, "Well, Key, if they should play him more or start him or look to him." This is what I will say, and you know I tend to think that in these situations, I, I try to think like the coaches and the general managers opposed like a fan. I know that they probably should do it, but I also know that next week when they play, if Carson Wentz struggles, now I'm going to take him out because this is my last opportunity and chance. Last night was not my last opportunity and chance. I'm holding on by a thread, right? Next week, it's probably my last chance and opportunity if I lose that game. So if Carson Wentz is throwing the ball in the stands and not playing well or giving the ball to the other team like he did last night on the late drive, that could have put him even closer to Seattle and put the pressure on Russell Wilson. Instead, he throws an interception. He was cooking up to that point. They methodically moved down the field, put him in position. Uh, some would argue they should have took the three. I'm like, man, go for it. Go, go ahead and go for it because you got to score. Carson Wentz hasn't been the same guy technically since his ACL out in L.A. when he got hurt right before the Super Bowl. He hasn't been the same. Although last year he showed some good signs late in the year, Jay, but he just hasn't been the same. And as far as Jalen Hurts goes, you it's, it's hard to, at this stage of the game, when you got that type of money, on the line is to decide to bench your future, what you believe was your future right now. You may be able to do it next week, but not last night. You couldn't do it. I'm over it being Carson Wentz's fault. I'm over it, Key. Last night, Doug Peterson's Monday night football coaching performance was a fireable offense. It was a fireable offense. This team has lost their last seven of 11 games. Watching the debacle between the quarterback competition is straight-up embarrassing. It's logicless. He brings Jalen Hurts in for one possession. He completes a pass. He gets snagged very quickly. I know it's part of the strategy key. Snagged. But also, I mean, there are a lot of other things. Um, fourth quarter, Carson Wentz going forward on fourth down, being down, like, it, you're forcing a pass. Like, it just... He, he blames certain things on the quarterback. He doesn't blame certain things on the p- quarterback. Watching him at the podium, every post-presser just seems to be more and more embarrassing. And at, at, at what point – I know their offensive line has changed so much. I think there was their 10th combination in 11 games that they played. I know that Carson Wentz is running for his life. But it just seems like the way Doug Peterson – I know he has one Super Bowl championship. But the way he is handled this year continues to be more and more embarrassing. And the play calling – didn't seem like it was at its best last night. Well, here, here's what I would say in terms of the Jalen Hurts completion. Well, the first opportunity he had, there was a false start on the right side of the offensive line. The tight end move, the, the right tackle move. Mm-hmm. Because of the cadence, they, they, when you're used to hearing a certain bark out from the quarterback in Carson Wentz, now you got a different cadence with Jalen Hurts. Even though y'all have practiced together some in a week, it's just – it's, it's different. And so there was the false start, although he would have completed that pass, it would have been whatever, gain of yards. Then the next time he completes a ball, 
Now, all of a sudden, they pick up six or seven. If you keep him in the game and he's doing that and they're starting to rally behind that, it makes your job difficult as a head coach to now stick with the guy. That, and it sounds crazy. You got to follow the money. I, I, I hear it's you. All of, this is I'm, all I'm, about the I'm, money, I'm sorry not the that, right thing. I'm sorry that driving the ball down the field efficiently <laughs> can make your job difficult. But that's what coaches' jobs are to do, handle difficult here's situations. I'll, I'll give I'll you another this, example, Key. Early second half, he burns two timeouts before he even gets to the fourth. Then he, he throws a flag for a challenge, and you're like, it's, that's not even a question. There's just so, there's so many things that Doug Peterson is doing when you watch these games where you're like, what the hell is going on? What is going on? And I'm sitting there saying, you know, fans are roasting Carson Wentz, and I'm like, well, I mean, Carson Wentz is who Carson Wentz is, Key. That's who yeah. he is. But you got you to gotta roast him because the coach, in my opinion, coaches don't get fired after winning Super Bowls in three years. They get, they get you know, you win a Super Bowl, it's probably going to give you another five years. The franchise is but, only Super Bowl. Yeah, they're going to give that you five after that Super Bowl, right? I only mean, one. Understand, but Nick Foles did come in like Robert Ori and save the day. No, correct? it doesn't matter, though. I, I, no, I, because I, I'm the guy with the statue in front of the stadium. And I'm if I win, I'm, gonna get, I'm going to get another five to get back, typically. You're going to get probably five. If I lost the Super Bowl three years later, I'm probably going to get fired. You know, you just look at it. Dan Quinn, you know, coaches that lose the Super Bowl – typically get a couple years and they get fired. Boy, guys that win, they usually are there for an extended period of time. So I don't necessarily know that Doug will be going anywhere. No, it just – look, if if that's Jeffrey Lurie, who is the owner, if he's the one pushing for Jalen Hurts to play, somebody internally is pushing for Jalen Hurts to play. Somebody – it feels like there's this self-sabotaging that's happening with inside this organization, and Doug Peterson – it feels like just continues to get a pass because it only goes on Carson Wentz. Be a part of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-ESPN or 888-729-3776. Key J and Z on Twitter if that's easier. Simple question. The fellas just spent seven minutes talking about it. Who should start for the Eagles? Wentz or Hurts? You know how Key feels? You know how Jay feels. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice cold 20 ounce Dr. Pepper today. Again, if you can donate today, first day of V Week, V.org slash donate. Jay and I have a special bond to Coach Valvano. Uh, Coach Valvano played at Rutgers from 1964 to 1967. And when Coach Valvano took his last breath, he took so in Durham, North Carolina, where Jay obviously built his legend and just down the road, just down Tobacco Road in Raleigh, he'll be a legend forever. Again, if you can donate, v.org slash donate. We'll get into it much more throughout the course of the morning and everything your money does. On the way, why two teams playing on Wednesday afternoon affects all the other 30 teams in the NFL. That's next on ESPN Radio and Smart Speakers Everywhere. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. I've heard the word efficacy used in regards to the coronavirus. I've never heard it used in regards to NFL schedule making, but apparently that's the deal. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance on a very special Tuesday. We'll get into that in just a moment, how you can help eradicate something that's affected everyone from every corner of this planet from an indirect way or a direct way. That's on the way as V-Week has begun. Hang tight for more on that and everything you can do to help. The NFL is trying to help itself here and avoid a Week 18. But, fellas, look. This game between Pittsburgh and Baltimore now scheduled for tomorrow at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time, not exactly, <laughs> not exactly under the lights, has been moved from Thanksgiving night to Sunday to Tuesday to Wednesday. Oh, by the way, the league has now rearranged three different games in a span of 24 hours just to make sure things can be equitable for the Steelers who are now caught in this mess for the second time through no undoing of their own. Remember, the first game delayed week four against Tennessee. The Titans had the outbreak. This time, obviously, as you know, the Ravens do, and the Steelers have been paying the price on both particular sides. Why do you think, Key, they're continuing to push this back from Thursday to Sunday to Tuesday to Wednesday, playing the game almost a week after it was scheduled to be played? Well, they, first of all, they got to get the game in. They want to get the game in. That's that's number one. Then the economics of it. Remember, this was supposed to be the Thursday night Thanksgiving game. Mm-hmm. Everybody's full, sitting on the couch, bellies are fat, they're watching games. <laughs> right. They're going in and out of you know, uh, the sleep pattern before they get some more turkey. So that defend, yes. they had to kind of push that off. And you start to think about it, they want to make money, but they also want to get the game in because they don't want to have to push to week 18 and take up that space between the bye and the Super Bowl. So I kind of understand what they're doing. Um, it's, it's just interesting how they're doing it. Every single week they're going to have to – Seems like they're going to have to make decisions on what to do with games. They've moved three games. Something could happen here in the next several days or next week, and now they're going to have to move some other stuff around. So I think it all boils down to they want to keep the, they want to keep the schedule where it's at, and they also want to make sure that they're fulfilling that obligation for that money. I think it's BS. I, I, I think it is so unfair to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Key. It really is. Somebody internally, a staffer, was disciplined by the organization for this supposed outbreak, right? Baltimore, yep. In Baltimore. So I sit there and I say, okay, 
Well, the Broncos were forced to play their game without their QBs, without some of the players, obviously, that were in that team meeting that didn't wear a mask. So you reprimanded them, but you're giving the Baltimore Ravens a pass, even though somebody internally within the organization was the one that kind of committed this fault that put them in this situation for an outbreak. Why do they get a pass? And they're now allowed to wait multiple days. And now you have tight end Mark Andrews. You have outside linebacker Matthew Judon. You have wide receiver Willie Sneed. All placed on the reserve COVID-19 list Monday, which means they actually will be able to probably play by the time this game is on Wednesday. So if you're sitting there as the Steelers, you're like, well, we could have played this game without half this team pretty much, won the game, but now we have to wait. And players are getting healthy. Players are going to come back. It just, it just seems like it's unfair for the Steelers that they have to suffer when other teams are forced to play earlier. I don't understand the reasoning yeah, behind it. A, a lot of things are fair, Jay, as you know, in, in life in general. Um, Only Ingram and Dobbins, excuse me, Dobbins are eligible. But, but when you look at it, Denver's position is three guys versus – 20 guys. Correct. I mean, it's a, it's a huge difference. And Denver was isolated to one position group, it, it, Baltimore, all over exactly. the roster. So it's a difference between, much like Z is saying, Denver is isolated to one position group, which was the quarterbacks, three or four of them or whatever uh-huh. it was. And now you got 18 to 20 guys in Baltimore. So you basically have taken essentially half the Baltimore Ravens team away from them. So they're trying to give them time to get back, get healthy or whatever, as many as they can to get back on the field. I, I understand that, but why does that have to be at the fault of the Steelers? Well, it's not at the fault of the Steelers. The Steelers just happen to beat a team on schedule. Yeah, the team that's undefeated, the team that's trying to win a Super Bowl, and now they're going to be forced to play. I, I know it's They're going to be forced to re-change their schedule again when they were supposed to play on Thursday. Now, all of a sudden... They moved it to where it is now a week later, basically, on a Wednesday. A Wednesday at 3.30 p.m. And then they got to come back around again, I think, and play on a Monday. Mm-hmm. So, 3.30 p.m. game on a Wednesday. Yeah, I don't think we care about the time, though, right? I mean, as a player, I don't really care about the time, right? I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, you get, if, if you say, let's go at 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm sure Big Ben will be ready to go at 8 o'clock in the morning. One guy that's protecting Big Ben is the Steelers offensive lineman, Zach Banner. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Keep in mind, the NFL expanded rosters from 53 to 55 guys. They also expanded the practice squad. Essentially, that means you can have way many more guys available to you every single week just in case something like this were to happen. So Zach Banner was on Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio last night and essentially said, why up the roster number if we are going to continue to delay kickoff? At some point, there has to be a decision made that we're going to play this game. Like, I just don't see how, honestly, and this is how kind of most of us feel, we just don't understand how the whole Denver thing, like, I understand, like, you know, there's been people getting tested every single day. That that probably is the only rational reason. They, you know, they're not sure if there's any more contagious people over there. But, I mean, Denver's just played without any quarterback. You know what I mean? They just brought their guy up off a of P-squad. So, I, I thought we have – Extended rosters for a reason, but that's just me. No, you in Zach, big Zach Trojan, by the way, USC. Um, he won't play, but he's obviously repping the guys that are going to play and say, This is why we expanded rosters just for this eventuality. That, that is true, but the rosters are not expanded to the degree of the type of play, all the players that you're missing. They don't have, I don't, I don't even know the, all the position groups in Baltimore, but just off the top of my head, it's not like they got three running backs sitting on the practice squad. It's not like they got several offensive linemen. Yeah, they may have one or two 
or three or four of these, but they don't have – it's not a whole entire new team that you can pick from. There's only a couple players that, you know, they may have a couple defensive backs, a couple linebackers. You know, it's not – a full 53-man roster of practice squad dudes. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Also keep this in mind real quick. Let's just say for whatever reason this game didn't go off. Obviously, they're doing everything in their power, as Key and Jay said, to make it happen. At the end of the season, let's just say the Pittsburgh couldn't play 16 games, and they finished 14-1. and Let's say they just lost a game somewhere. The Chiefs have lost a game, but let's say they play all 16, and they're 15-1. and I think the Steelers would have a gripe over the number one seed, the only team that gets a bye. On the other end of the spectrum, nobody cares about this. Even if you're the two worst teams in the league, it's easy to say just cancel the game. But think about this. From a draft position standpoint, if you play one less game and you lose the game, at that point, losing a game is like winning because it actually... It helps your draft stock. So every team in the league could be caught up in all of this. Look at a team like Baltimore that's just stuck in the middle trying to make the playoffs if they don't have that extra game. I'm supposed to lay out here, so I'm just going to lay out. (laughs) Still to come. He's seen it all in Philadelphia. So how bad is this iteration of the Eagles compared to everything that's happened in Philly before? That's next. It's V-Week. It's underway on ESPN Radio. Purgatory is a very strong word, a very strong showing by the Seahawks. Again, much more on them and another breakout performance from DK Metcalf. That's coming up in 10 minutes. Right now, let's go to the Shell Pennzoil performance line where we welcome in Sal Palantonio. Sal! He's been covering the birds as long as anybody. Of course, also My the host uncle from of the South Philly. ESPN NFL matchup show, the best X's and O's shows out there. All right, Sal, so I'm going to give you all the R's. You were there for Randall. You were there for Richie. And now you're there for the Redux For Carson Wentz, you're a reporter at heart for all the years I've known you. Empty the notebook. What do we need to know this morning? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Oh, well, you know, you can't go into a game and let your best players beat you. Um, and that's what happened. I mean, the best players just beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's start with Jamal Adams. You've got to identify number 33. You've got to block him. You've got to take him down the ground. You've got to hit him on every play. And you can't let him terrorize your quarterback. And they had a bad plan with bad execution right from the get-go. I mean, I realize it was a 10th different offensive line combination that they started yesterday in Philadelphia. 
the most in the National Football League. I realized that Doug Peterson said after the game, we had breakdowns across the board, and it, could, it wouldn't matter who's out there, Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. Well, why did you have those kinds of breakdowns? I mean, you know, you knew Jamal Adams was coming to Philadelphia. You knew DK Metcalf was coming to Philadelphia, and you allowed him to have a career day, a career game with 300. Uh, now he's got 377 yards against the Eagles. You know that? He has more yards catching the football against the Eagles than J.J. Arcega-Whiteside has in his entire NFL career, 214. Mm. And they passed on D.K. Metcalf to take J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. So, that I mean, that game yesterday signified and illustrated so many problems that this team has from personnel decisions from execution decisions, from bad plan decisions all the way across the, uh, across the board. I can't even believe that Carson Wentz is standing up upright after that game the way he was terrorizing that football game last night. Yeah, there, there is a lot of uh, disconnect with the Philadelphia Eagles. And you mentioned D.K. Metcalf and a bad plan to guard a guy like that. There was certainly a mismatch just in size advantage alone with Darius yeah. Slay. And you would think yeah. that – a guy like Jim Swartz, who's been around this league for a very long time, he would know better. But that's not the case. Let me ask you this, though, Sal. Is there any disconnect in the organization when it comes to Carson Wentz versus Jalen Hurts? And if anybody's pushing for Jalen Hurts to get on the field? I don't believe so. I know there were reports out there to that, uh, that there is somebody in the front office, maybe even the owner saying to Doug Peterson that you got to play uh, Jalen Hurts. Now, I have covered Jeffrey Lurie every single day since he owned the team, known him since he bought the team from Norman Brayman in 1994. He has never meddled, never once, in personnel decisions, in decisions on who to play. That's just not his style. He's never done it. And two, it just doesn't make any practical sense. Think about it. Think about it. Carson Wentz, he counts $59 million against the cap in 2021 when the cap is supposed to shrink, okay? So why would you destroy your best possible asset by forcing the coach to play the rookie when you know that next year he's on the team no matter what? It just doesn't make any sense. Now, if you're saying to me, that Jeffrey Lurie called up Doug Peterson and said, listen, sit Carson Wentz for a game. And you and I have talked about this very thing on this very show. Sit him for a game. Let him hit the reset button like Donovan McNabb did in 2008 when Andy Reid benched him. Then that's a different story. But it's getting kind of late for that, Key. In my opinion, it should have happened last night in South Philly. So, Sal, with that being said, when does this start to become more of an indictment on Doug Peterson for not doing something like that? Not benching Carson Wentz and allowing Jalen Hurts to play a game to see if there's actually something there. Jay, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. It is, it, it's already passed. I mean, I think people are, have, have questioned the plan all the way along. First of all, you draft him in the second round, and you tell us there's a plan to use him, even without preseason, and a truncated uh, training camp that you're going to use him. You're going to put him on the field a la Taysom Hill. Well, that didn't happen. 
and you keep Carson Wentz on the field when you put him on the field. So everybody knows that you're going to run the football when you have Carson Wentz on the field. You know you're going to run a zone read run play. So they're loading up the box on Jalen Hurts, and they're getting no yardage out of it. So it's a bad plan. And Jalen Hurts comes in the game last night for three snaps and then comes off the field after all of the chatter pregame about them increasing the practice snaps with the first team with Jalen Hurts. It was a bunch of sound of fury signifying nothing. And I'll tell you this, it, it, it's frustrating. It's got to be frustrating for the football team because they know Carson Wentz is getting terrorized. Okay. So, and they know Jalen Hurts can move because they've seen it. We've all seen it, seen it in college. They see it on the practice field. So where, where, are, where are the reverses? Where, where are the uh, wide receiver option passes? Where are the screen pa- Where is any kind of deception where you don't have the defense just literally, as they like to say, pinning their ears back and just terrorizing number 11? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pinzall Performance Line. Sal, where are these guys, right? You said, where are the receivers? Where are the option passes? Where is the offensive line? Does this, before I even move into Doug Peterson, where's Howie Roseman been the last four drafts for the Eagles? Yeah, well, you heard our colleague Lewis Riddick um, this week, um, you know, a pretty tough indictment of the draft uh, of the last couple of years. And all you had to do is look at DK Metcalf. I mean, listen, I'm not a scout, okay? I don't want to pretend to be a scout, but if I'm looking at DK Metcalf, and I'm talking to that young man. I know he's a football player, okay? I know he's a football player. He's going to help my football team. I mean, come on now, right? Keith? I mean, really, yeah. seriously. The oh, only thing I can think of, Sal, is is he fell in the draft because of the medical history is the only thing I can think of. Because remember, okay. he had a remember he had a serious neck injury, so a little people were a little concerned about it. That's the only thing I can think of because just walking into the room <laughs> – I'm taking him number one, just how he yeah, looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just walking in the room, you know, he says he he just looks, feels like a football player, and he can help you just in in his attitude. And, you know, he's got buzz when he walks into the room. And last night he, he played with a chip on his shoulder, as he liked to say. And, and when you compare him side by side, with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, it's not even close. Yeah. It's just not even close. So, I mean, that's to begin with. And then this year, in the first round, you pass on Justin Jefferson and take mm. Jalen Rieger. And you look at what Justin Jefferson is doing uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, no, that that's tough. Let me ask you this before I let you get out of here, Sal. How high could Doug Peterson's seat be after this season? Well, tell me what the number of wins is. So, Let's just say, you know, and I'm, I'm, I listen. I'm not a fire the coach guy. I've never been in the business of doing that. Uh, yeah, five, five, five wins, six wins, no playoffs. Oh, six, six, six wins. Well, six wins get you in the playoffs. I've broken it down. Right now, I'm telling you, six wins. Okay, wins five. The <laughs> five. Yeah, five, five wins doesn't make the playoffs. He probably survives. I don't think he survives three or four. I don't. Mm. I just don't. I think it'll be too hot. I really do. Agreed. I think it'll be too hot. Even even, even though, Sal, this is the way it's happened, though, Keith. The Super Bowl was just three years ago. And you know how this thing is. You've been in this league longer than we, me and Jay, been alive combined. That coaches don't usually get put on a hot seat three years removed from winning. 
a Super Bowl. That's true. And plus, he was only one of four coaches to make the playoffs three straight years. Uh, the others being Belichick with Brady, Sean Payton with Drew Brees, Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes the second, Doug Peterson with the revolving door at quarterback. Hmm. So, yes, he's done it. There's no question. But I'm telling you, the feel in the town oh, is going to be tough for him to overcome three wins. It really is because when you look at it, it, it you know, the problems – up and down on the field and in the lineup and the execution and the plan has not been a good look for the head coach and the coaching staff. Wow. So, I mean, and listen, Lurie hung on to Andy Reed for 14 years when it had gone bad and he held on to him for three or four years beyond when most people thought it was time to move on. Mm. So I'm not saying that he's going to be let go. I'm just saying, It's you ask me, is it going to get hot? I'm going to say to you, Key, it's going to get very, very, very hot. Well, they'll be able to cook some cheesesteaks, that's for sure. Steamy hot. <laughs> Indeed. Geno's Pats, Tony Luke's the whole thing. As Sal well knows. Hey. Be- go ahead, Sal. <laughs> no, they're happy in South Philly because they had six in the hook, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys in the desert, they don't call them sharps for no reason, that's for sure. <laughs> I will say to Sal real quick on the way out the door, Jeffrey Lurie was a Hollywood movie producer before he bought the Eagles, and there is no Hollywood ending coming this season. That certainly seems to be the case. Sal, we'll see you over the weekend on the Matchup Show. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Great to have Sal Powell with us. He's quick, the best. No, Six and a hook. He knows it so well. No question Story about of my it. life last night. <laughs> it's amazing how they continue to do I'm it day after day. You. I'm worried about me, night. too. The first step to admitting you have a problem is admitting you have a problem. Okay. Yes, on national radio. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk gambling later in the week. Uh, just for those of you that weren't aware last night, because it is always coming down to Wentz and Hertz before we talk about the Seahawks here in one minute, uh, Hertz was on the field for two snaps. He threw a six-yard pass to Alshon Jeffrey. On that particular pass, Carson Wentz was split wide out. He also did come into the game to hand the ball off one. So essentially, that's essentially what uh, Jalen Hurts was able to do last night. Let's talk a little bit about DK Metcalf. You mentioned it. Sal mentioned it. Key. He was known initially as a workout warrior, the guy with like the 2% body fat. Can anybody actually look that like an Adonis? He actually was able to do it. But think about this. 177 last night, best game of the season so far. You could argue it was the best game for a Seattle receiver in the history of Monday Night Football. His... Best game is rookie year, the playoff game against Philly. So he's yeah. got something going on against Philly. To reiterate what Sal said, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside drafted 57th overall over Stanford, right? I didn't, I didn't like him. You know, obviously, catches. obviously I saw him. COVID list. I saw him out west a lot. It wasn't, no, not a chance. Last pick of the second round, D.K. Metcalf. Third round pick of the Seahawks, Russell Wilson. If the Eagles are struggling, Howie Roseman, the executive vice president, is struggling. John Schneider, his opposite number in Seattle, they're hitting all the time. Well, it, 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 it's, you know, sometimes you evaluate, you over-evaluate. And when you don't have enough information about a guy, even though you think that your scout in that particular area is giving you that information, he's scouting wrong. And when you're looking at whoever scouts for Philly in the SEC Ole Miss region, they obviously didn't really break it down the way that it need to be broken down versus the person on the West Coast who scouted and sold his guy, now he's got to live with that. The way it works, in, the, in, in different than the NBA. There's all these regional scouts, and mm. when they go in that room, they're fighting for their guy. They're fighting. They're fighting for the guy. And you would say collectively, as a group, 
shouldn't they just be fighting for the team? Don't really work like that. Because if I'm a West Coast scout. Fighting I, for your job, too. I'm fighting for my job. So I'm like the dude out West. I like him. He's the guy I'm telling you. Look at what he's done. Look at the comparisons. Da, 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 da. And the other guy that said Ole Miss, his case is not as strong. And he has a neck issue. So it's kind of like he's got some medical issues. You know, a couple teams passed on him twice. All of those sort of things. Pete Carroll says he's sitting there at the bottom of the second round. We can afford to do this. If it doesn't work out, oh, well, it doesn't work out. Two stories, Key. A couple years ago, watching the draft, watching it actually on radio, Mina Kimes, I remember this, when they when they drafted, well, it's simulcast, Key. <laughs> You're such a... It's so great. He's like, you can't watch on radio. It's simulcast like our show. Anyway, back to my original point. Watching me in the Kimes when they drafted DK Metcalf, she literally did like a Tiger Woods fist bump. Like, it was like, she was so stoked. And I remember going back and watching highlights of him, like, damn, this dude is different. And then I remember them paneling to him on the draft. And Zubin, it's the line that he said again last night. Mm-hmm. Should have never passed. You want to hear it? Well, you should have you, never you, passed. You want to hear from him? When that you, was a T-shirt he wore on draft night to all the teams that passed him. But here's what I'll say before we hear that. Sure. A guy like that that's that big mm-hmm. and runs that fast, mm-hmm. I'm going to find a place for him somewhere. If, he, if, if I draft him, he becomes a special team warrior on a gunner position. I'm a, it's not going to be a wasted draft pick. Did, no he, doubt. did he run the 40 and the 457? Like he, <laughs> if you think I ran a four fifty seven, little guard that you are, that's why Carlos Boozer was better at Duke. Let me hear that sound, man. Indeed, here's DK Metcalf essentially saying, "You passed on me, and I passed by you all night long last night in the secondary." I think we're just at the uh, right time, uh, right place. Um, but uh, no, nah, it's 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 kind of um, like coming home. Uh, you know, a place that had a chance to draft me, but. No, they didn't, so, um, you know, i got to make them pay. Indeed. He gets the last word, and the Eagles struggling. By the way, up next, Green Bay, New Orleans. He Yikes. Ran, he, ran past, he ran past Darius Slay on that post. It just you, – you just – and he didn't even run a good route right there. That was all athleticism, what no skill – at all. And he ran right past him. Slay said it was a terrible game. I lost every 50-50 ball. Keyshawn J. Wills even presented was going to lose every 50 <laughs> Progressive what the hell insurance. Wait, against an alien. What do you think? Yeah, what, what <laughs> film you been watching, man? <laughs> Zoom, we got to get you next to DK Metcalf so we can take that picture. So I'll tell you a story the off the air. I once met DK Metcalf's father. I'll tell you that off the air. Kind of fun story. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and board. Progressive.com. Let's go from A to Z. Uh, homo boozer. And from A to Z with a little NCAA brought to you by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Unhinged starring Russell Crowe. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Jay, here we go tonight. Michigan State at Duke in front of an empty Cameron Indoor Stadium, 730 Eastern. Watch out for the young freshman Jalen Johnson, who Tom Izzo called a miniature magic. So watch him for the Blue Devils, Kentucky and Kansas afterwards, 930 Eastern on ESPN with Kentucky coming off a shocking loss to <laughs> Richmond. Jay, what are you watching for tonight? Uh, well, the Big Ten is the best conference in college basketball. They could send a record set of number of teams to the NCAA tournament this season. Uh, Michigan State has a great story in Joshua Langford coming back to play. Uh, Duke is extremely talented as well. Jeremy Roach, you made mention of Jalen Johnson. Uh, he had an incredible putback dunk the other night 
This game's going to be big time. And in Kentucky, obviously, they lost as well to Richmond mm-hmm. going against a Kansas team uh, that's still young. But still, look, all these teams in the top ten, it's going to be a big-time matchup. Mm. No doubt. Johnson, by the way, at 19-19 and in the win over Coppin State. Matt Nagy urging the Bears to wake up and play with some personal pride. This, of course, on the heels of the five-game skid. They're going to start at Mitch Trubisky in Week 13 against the Lions. When Nagy was asked about starting Trubisky, he said, why not? It's <laughs> kind of a strange answer. Matt Nagy trying to get the guys fired up, but is it too little too late for Rocky type speeches like this? Whatever it is, I know this. Uh, we better wake our tails up. Every freaking coach on the on the staff, every player better wake up and start start understanding where we're at. Have some personal pride. Have a freaking ses- sense of urgency. Know where we're at. Have some pride into who we're playing for and why we do this. And uh and then, and then go find a way to win as a team. That's my challenge to every single person in that building this week is that. And, and so uh, yesterday was flat-out embarrassing, um, and, and uh, our guys know it. I'm not telling you something they don't know. They know it. This sounds like a pregame speech Sunday night, not a postmortem Monday morning commentary. Well, what I would say is stop blaming everybody else. Stop trying to put the assistant coaches on notice. You handpicked the assistant coaches. That's your staff. You know, now now you're doing one of these to me. Want to point different ways? Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Like, you, we're putting all the coaches on notice. Not Well, well maybe you might be on notice, bro. What you think in Do- Chicago? Doesn't this sound – it's crazy the difference between a college coach saying something like that, like Nick Saban saying something like that. When you're in college, it just carries so much more weight. You get to the pros and you hear a coach say that, you're like – and what's this dude talking about? Uh, first of all, I don't think you ever hear Nick Saban say that, though. That's number one. I'm He's just saying that the gravity no, when saying, a college coach no, says I, it, right? Because no, it feels like you're bought in a lot more. There's that different kind it's of different, it's a different, different college. Pro, pro players ain't – it's like, man, you're going to be gone anyway. Yeah, you ain't hearing you, that. You ain't even going – I'm going to outlast you for now. So that's kind of the pro mentality. The biggest mistake he could have ever made as a coach, though, in all honesty, but it's two. One, going and getting Nick Foles. And two is benching Mitch Trubisky. Week three, yeah. And I understand they started off five and one, and, mm-hmm. and Nick Foles won a couple games, but it was bound to go left in a heartbeat. It was going to go wrong because history shows when Nick Foles is the guy, doesn't go well. I mean, think about it. Jacksonville Jaguars basically got duped into giving him a bunch of money and then having a, a, a late seventh-round pick beat him out in Garner Minshew. Then he goes and gets traded to Chicago because Matt Nagy thinks that, okay, I'm going to get the same guy that Doug had and the same backup that I know in, knew in Kansas City who knows my system, and I'm just waiting for the opportunity in the moment that Mitch is not pushing the ball down the field on a consistent basis, and then I'm going to bench him and start him. But at the same time, he miscalculated because he didn't realize that his job was going to be on the line by doing that. It's a great point. He goes to Jacksonville, $88 million contract, breaks his collarbone in game one, can't beat out the Mississippi mustache. Then he goes to Chicago with the coach of his choice and can't beat out one of the biggest all-time quarterback busts. That is a track record that you have to really keep into consideration. On the way, why Jay Will thinks Aaron Rodgers' best comp is one of the best NBA dynasties we've seen in recent years. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.